Starting December 26th, I heard and I saw a lot of people saying, oh, wow, I, I just want to get my house back to normal. I want to get my schedule back to normal. I'm putting the decorations away, the trees on the street. I want to get back to normal. I don't want to stay up so late and sleep late in the morning. I want to get on a regular schedule again. I want things in my house back to normal. I want to suggest to you today that if we truly invited the Christ child into our heart, then our lives should never get back to normal. If anything, our life should be wide open to what God has in store for us, how God is leading us, how God is guiding us, how the Holy Spirit is working within us. So that's where I want to go today. I don't want to be normal. I want to be uh, the light and the love of Jesus Christ. If we truly claimed Emmanuel, God with us, and if we truly believe that this morning, then everything we do, everything we say, is going to be pretty abnormal. And I do believe that's where God is calling us in this new year. That we have some things to say, we have some things to do, we need to be about the life of Christ. I want to claim that, and I hope you will claim that with me. Today is what we call Epiphany Sunday. Epiphany is a, you know, an aha moment, a, a revelation. And in the church year, Epiphany is a remembrance of when the Magi, those kings from the east, followed a star to Bethlehem to worship Jesus, the infant Messiah. I want to speak to you today about being open to how God reveals God's self to you. Because Epiphany for me isn't just a day or a season it's how we need to be living our lives. We need to be eyes wide open, ears wide open to how God is revealing himself to us and how God is stirring in and through us to change us, but also to be about the business of his kingdom here on earth. If we truly believed in the incarnation, which that's another big theological term, it means that we believe that Jesus was son of God, fully divine, but also son of man, fully human. Then if we believe that, we believe that we were created in God's image, that far before we were born, God knew us, and even before we said yes to him, he, he was drawing us to him. If we are believing that, then we are going to move forward in a different way in this new year. All right, with all that being said, I've got some cool things to share with you from Scripture. So let's go to John 1. Now, we usually, we heard this a lot in Advent and Christmas, and this is going to set the tone for us as we move forward. John chapter 1, starting with the 14th verse. The word, Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That's, that's scriptural for the incarnation, son of God, son of man. 
We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only Jesus, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. The message says, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. That's how I believe we are called to live out the incarnation in this new year. If God became flesh through Jesus Christ and moved into our neighborhood, then our lives should never be the same. What is your life, what is my life going to look like if I choose to take on that image? Because I believe we are image bearers. I believe that we have a job to do. It's twofold. First, we are recipients of the transforming power of Jesus Christ. We need to receive, but then we don't hold all of that for ourselves. The changes that the Holy Spirit does in and through us is what God calls us to be about in the world. We need to make a difference in the world around us. Now, go to uh, John 6. (laughs) This was so cool. When I discover something new in Scripture, it just blows me away, and I was blown away. See, I thought I knew where I was to go with this message this morning, so I had my theme, and I was doing my studying, and then, boom, I had one of those revelations, and I want to share it with you. John 6, I'm going to start with the 35th verse. Oh, you need to know that this was after Jesus had done the miracles of the feeding of the 5,000. It was after he had done the miraculous walking on the water in the storm and, you know, he, he uh, revealed himself to his disciples. And it was at the point when Jesus and his disciples went across the Lake of Galilee to kind of get away from the crowds for a while. And the crowds discovered that he was gone, and they followed him. And first Jesus called them out on it. He said, I know why you followed me. You, you followed me because I did all this cool stuff with the bread. But what you don't know is that I am the bread of life. So that's where we pick up. All right, verse 35 of chapter 6. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and you still don't believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Wow, that's good news. And here, then, he's going to say, he is the word incarnate. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. 
The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. All right, two things I want to call your attention to. First of all, that's all of us. That if we believe in him, we have eternal life. We're, we're promised the hope of resurrection. But here's, here's what I want you to understand. I'm not, I'm not a Greek scholar, but when I checked on the Greek meaning for eternal life in this passage, it doesn't mean something way far away from, from in the future. God wants for us through Jesus Christ a presence of, the, of God's unending gift of his presence right here and now. Let me read it to you officially. It, if you want to know the Greek, it's I, oh gee, uh, Ahianoa. Ahi, no, I can't pronounce it, sorry. All right, but eternal life means the unique quality or the reality that God's life is at work within us. The reality, here and now, it's not focused on the future, but on the quality of our lives right now. It's eternal and it's ageless. That's the good news. You see, God gave us Emmanuel, God with us, so that we might experience new life. That we might experience God's unending presence. Not something years down the road, not something that happens at death, but right now. He goes on to talk about in this scripture passage being the the bread of life and those who hunger and thirst for his righteousness. That's what we need to be about, my friends. I am hungry and I am thirsty because I want more of that unending presence. So what does that mean? And I need to find what I wrote down here. I want to be an image bearer. I want to embody Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. And I know that's where God's calling you as well. I want to embody the light and the love of Jesus Christ. I want to be intentional in my relationship with him. And it's much more than a New Year's resolution. It's a life change. It's an attitude of life. I want more of God's unending presence. In John 6, it talks about the manna that comes down through the bread of life. We've been cleaning, decluttering, organizing at home. We've been getting rid of a lot of old stuff. We've been making room for new stuff. Or we've been making space. And I believe spiritually we need to do the same thing. We need to make space, or what we would say spiritually we need to open to the Holy Spirit, to God's presence among us. So I ask you these questions. What old habits, what old behaviors, or perhaps even what people that you've been hanging out with do you need to let go of? Now, this is a serious question, and this is not something that you can just answer flippantly. So I'm going to ask it again. What old habits, what behaviors, or what people that have been steering you away from Jesus Christ do you need to let go of? 
What are the things that take too much of your time and don't allow you to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ? All of us are tempted and distracted over and over and over throughout each and every day. And God is saying, get back on track. Clean out the clutter. Focus. Organize. What is your focus going to be? God's calling us to embody the light of the world, the bread of life, the living water. God is calling us to live differently. We can't do this on our own. It's a Holy Spirit-driven boldness. It's, a, it's an intentionality. It takes courage. And it takes our claiming fully the authority that God gives us through that gift of unending presence. Sometimes it's not going to be easy. Sometimes it's not going to be pretty. We're going to be put in situations where in that moment we need to make a choice. Whether we choose to be an image bearer, we choose to profess Jesus, or we turn him away. We need to make a choice. We need to do things differently. God's on a roll here. God's doing some incredible things in your life and in my life, in the life of this body of believers. But we've got to get on board. And we can't cower back and say, mm, no, that, no, that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, I've been there, done that. God perhaps is wanting us to feel a bit uncomfortable so that we don't take care of stuff ourselves, but we allow him to work in and through us.